daily for finally fracking Friday. Some people call this Poker Eve because we're playing poker tomorrow night again and you should be there and join us. Woo! DJ Oh Hi Mark, since I have to contractually call him that when he's performing publicly, we'll be spinning some tunes. I believe I believe our theme is One Hit Wonders. So, hey, <laughs> we're podcasters. That makes perfect sense. Welcome to the 19th of August. Happy National Hot and Spicy Food Day or... Happy International Orangutan Day. Ooh. You can't go wrong on either one of those. We're the fine folks. Might be an 80s movie. <laughs> GeekRadioDaily.com. The folks bring this to you today, the man that can explain to you what he's trying to say, that there's podcasters for sacred. There's different ways to measure intelligence besides someone's grade point average. True fact. And me, I'm the guy that's making resolutions. Really, I'm the one of Billy Flynn. My news resolution is to stop referring to my penis as my landline. No more. No more. What happened this fine day, sir? In 1791, African-American astronomer and mathematician Benjamin Benneker sends a copy of his first almanac to Thomas Jefferson to disprove Jefferson's belief that blacks were intellectually inferior to whites. He had a hard time getting through that book. 1839, Louis-Jacques Mandy Daguerre freely releases a manual for his daguerreotype photographic process, the first process to allow an image to be chemically fixed into a permanent picture. 1887, Dmitry Ivanovich Mendeleev uses a balloon to ascend above cloud cover to an altitude of 11,500 feet in order to observe an eclipse in Russia. 1891, William Huggins first describes the astronomical application of spectrum. What, the, the cell phone people? 1929, John Logie Baird transmits a commercially made film, The Bride, a monologue by the comedian George Roby from his studios in Longacre, London. 1950, the tradition of Saturday morning television for children begins in the USA because ABC's programming that day includes Acrobat Ranch and Animal Clinic. 1960, the Soviet Union launches the Sputnik 5 satellite into Earth orbit, carrying two dogs named Belka and Strelka. Along with a gray rabbit, 40 mice, two rats, flies, and a variety of plants. After a safe round trip into space, these creatures will become the first living organisms to return from space after a day in orbit. Return alive? The Yankee Atomic Electric Company on the same day gets a 57 million plant in Rowell, Massachusetts on the Deerfield River, becoming the first commercial atomic energy reactor and the third in the U.S. to achieve a self-sustaining nuclear reaction. 1964, SINCOM-3, which becomes the first satellite placed into geostationary orbit, is launched on a Delta-D rocket. It will be used to telecast the 1964 Summer Olympics in Tokyo to the United States. It will be the first television program to cross the Pacific Ocean. 1973, Sally Hardesty survives the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 1992, Anton Gorodetsky visits Daria Schultz a dark other who tricks him into thinking his baby is not his. A team of light others burst in and Anton goes into the gloom, emerging a light other. That, of course, from Nightwatch. Oh, it's such a good movie. So I know that didn't do it justice. You should see that. 2004, an article in the journal Nature reveals that five new satellites and a further candidate moon have been discovered orbiting the planet Neptune, bringing its total number of satellites to 13. 2005, the ESA slash NASA SOHO spacecraft discovers its milestone 1,000th comet. 2008, the advanced cell technology company announces it has successfully created the first functional red blood cells grown in a lab. The breakthrough may one day make it possible to mass-produce supplies of universal donor blood type O negative, thus eliminating occurrences of blood-borne pathogens in the donor-generated blood transfusion, or of course, 
it'll just make more true blood. 2014, after years of research and development from ESD scientists around the world, the next generation of hybrid alien vehicles and weapon systems are introduced. One of the standouts is the T-4 Global Defender Hybrid Fighter, unprecedented speed, maneuverability, and offensive capabilities. Uh, it's almost like the 4th of July had a resurgence or something. 2161 Starfleet Academy is founded in San Francisco, California. It's like it's its birthday. Birthdays? Negative 213 years old. William T. Riker, poker player, jazz trombonist, and Starfleet officer. China Clugston Flores is 47, illustrator of Bloodletting, Hopeless Savages, Strange Town, Legion of Superheroes in the 31st century. Matthew Perry's 53, from Second Chances, Boys Will Be Boys, A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon, Sydney, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, Odd Couple. Yeah, because he was in another show that I watched just because he was in it. The show's not good. Kyra Sedgwick is 57, from Born on the Fourth of July, Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Batman, Mystery of the Batwoman, Justice League, The New Frontier, The Closer, and Brooklyn. Nine-nine! Nine-nine! Kevin Dillon is 57. Heaven Help Us, The Blob, The Doors, Entourage, Poseidon. That remake of The Blob is pretty damn good. John Stamos is 59 from Never Too Young to Die. You again. Full House, Jake in Progress, ER, know the original one, Grandfathered, Scream Queens, and you? Grandfathered was really good. I really liked that show. Adam Arkin is 66 from Full Moon High, Northern Exposure, Chicago Hope, Halloween H2O, 20 Years Later, and Lake Placid. Peter Gallagher is 67 from The Playa, Bob Roberts, Hudsucker Proxy, House on Haunted Hill, Mr. Deeds, and A Bad Mom's Christmas. Jonathan Frakes is 70 from Star Trek The Next Generation, Camp Nowhere, Gargoyles, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, a lot of voice work, a lot of directing. wonder if he knows William T. Riker. Well, no, that guy will be born for 213 years. Gerald McCraney is 74 from Simon and Simon. Never-ending story. Never forget he was the dad. Major dad, Deadwood, Jericho, in the A-Team movie. Jill St. John is 82 from The Lost World. Molly in Batman 66. Tiffany Case in Diamonds Are Forever. Brenda Starr in the 76 version. Around the World in 80 Days, the 89 miniseries. Diana Muldar is 84 from McLeod. The underappreciated Dr. Pulaski in Star Trek's Next Generation, L.A. Law, Dr. Leslie Tompkins on Batman, the animated series. No, I think she's perfectly appreciated. Look, she wasn't a be- she was no Beverly Crusher, okay? Look, she did the best with the data she could do. That's true. <laughs> Born this day no longer with a 1646 John Flamsteed. Made the first recorded observations of Uranus, although he mistakenly clad, cataloged it as a star. That's why we call it that. 1871, Orville Wright, an American engineer and pilot, co-founded the Orville Company. 1906, Philo Farnsworth, an American inventor, and he invented the Fuser. That sounds like a Buck Rogers thing. 1921, Gene Roddenberry brought us Genesis 2, The Questor Tapes, Earth Final Conflict, Andromeda, and this little thing called Star Trek. 1942, Fred Thompson, No Way Out, Die Hard 2, Necessary Roughness, Cape Fear, Sinister, and Law and Order. And pretty much anything where you needed either an evil politician or an uptight military guy. Oh, that's true. CBS has Annalie Ashford on a new Secret Celebrity Renovations and a rerun of Blue Bloods. ABC's got your Shark Tank and Twente Twente. NBC has Dateline. Interstellar News Network. Ooh. Or Network News. Either way, Fox, WWE, Friday Night, Smirk, CW, during a vote-off day at the disturbing Camp Pleasant, 
The remaining campmates get their first opportunity to expose the killer amongst them, and additional camp activities await, including a game of brutal honesty that boasts a chance to win cash on a new killer camp. FX has Ford versus Ferrari, so they're just showing races now? That's weird. I feel there's not enough drag performers in killer camp. <laughs> it just... FX, you know, Simpsons yeah. Marathon, The Wreck of the Relationships, and Super Franchise Me. FXM has Underwater, a film that was made. Do, 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 do. <laughs> BBC America has Batman, Batman Returns. You know that. Oh, maybe it's focusing on Pennyworth. Hey, that's yeah, cool. Siffy's got you too fast, too furious. <sighs> I know. Hey, but it's not, has, technically it's not the second film because it's like the fifth in the timeline or so I don't even know anymore. I've lost track. TBS has Captain America Civil War. TNT's got Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Make sure you get it right. So not the good one. Gotcha. Science <laughs> Channel has How It's Made Marathon. It's, it's an okay one. But this fine, uh, fine evening, we're watching the Lifetime Movie Network. A 19-year-old college student meets a successful event planner who offers her a seemingly perfect job to pay for tuition, but discovers the opportunity is nothing more than a front for a dangerous scheme that caused her friend's death. Brianna Cuoco, huh, and Chastity Bartlestow star in Secret Life of College Escorts. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you can win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Stefan launches himself a pirate radio station. Using it as a cover, he transmits a frequency that jams Chad's team's tech. During some training, Stefan's signal interferes with Jack's implants, causing him to accidentally injure Gabby. Now this is a dangerous time indeed for the uncanny Hexad, the Herculean Semestral, the Automation Captain Hicks, hashtag Chabby, forever. Don't you have a letter to read or something? Hi geeks, Flynn and Flintress. This is about your August 8th episode. Someone finally gave Lifetime Channel a second clever movie title, one that doesn't sound like they just kept the working title. <laughs> NFTs are just beanie babies for Joe Rogan fanboys. I've never listened to Joe Rogan, even though my podcast app always suggests him when I search for some of the podcasts whose name I've heard. Look, Joe Rogan doing comedy? Sure. Joe Rogan telling you how he thinks about the world? You're better off doing something else, sir. Correct me if I'm wrong, but an NFT only guarantees that the owner is the only owner of this digital copy of a thing. There's no inherent guaranteed restriction on creation of other copies. Well, yeah, but you're still paying for a JPEG that's on a server. You don't actually own it. It's on somebody's server. Hell, we even let you download our shows. I still recall the guy who set the cruise control in his RV and walked into the back. At least he didn't kill anyone else or himself. Love your take on the smarter Roomba. Does it yet know how to spread misplaced animal poop? Does it care? Moving on to 9 August. So far behind. So many podcasts. Stay safe. That is from Bill. Well, Bill, you're making progress. So kudos to you, good sir. That's more than many of us can say. No, dude, NFTs are a joke. Kind of like... Joe Rogan. If you would like to weigh in on either one of those controversial statements I just made, please send a note to podcast at geekradiodaily.com, or of course you can send voicemail, text, message, just make sure you use these numbers. 510 G-R-D-Curl. Let's just hope that when the Roombas decide to rise up and take us out, 
They're not carrying the poop with them. Ew! Hi, I'm Terry J. Allman, host of Video Fuzzy, a media center of nostalgia bomb, currently working through thousands of DVD transfers from VHS tapes and television you may remember fondly, or not, as well as current recordings, cross-connections, and comments along the way. Find my blog at videofuzzy.blogspot.com and my Video Fuzzy podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For Video Fuzzy, I'm Terry J. Allman. Happy viewing. It might be amazing, it might just be sketchy, and we'll find out together on Video Fuzzy. It's Friday night, and I swear the toilet was full of guacamole when I bought it. Come play Jackbox games with Geek Radio Daily, and maybe Flynn will ring the bell. Well, if he remembers exactly where it is and doesn't smack something else in the process. Ha ha ha! Oh, I know you don't quite get that joke. I got an idea for a movie. Doesn't everybody? Sure. And, and there's things out like this. Unlimited and a Paramount Plus release. Esther's terrifying saga continues in this thrilling prequel to the original and shocking horror hit Orphan. After orchestrating a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. Yet, an unexpected twist arises that pits her against a mother who will protect her family from the murderous child at any cost. William Brent Bell, Ethan Irwin, and Julia Stiles star in Orphan. First kill. Isabel Furman is still playing the orphan in the prequel. She played her 13 years ago. Think about that. Nationwide release, Dr. Nate Daniels, a recently widowed husband who returns to South Africa where he first met his wife on a long planned trip with their daughters to a game reserve managed by an old family friend and wildlife biologist. But what begins as a journey of healing jolts him to a fearsome fight for survival when a lion, a survivor of bloodthirsty poachers who now sees all humans as the enemy, begins stalking them. Idris Elba, Will Packer, Shalto Copley star in a movie who I laugh at every trailer I've ever seen, Beast. Well, uh, a lion in its natural habitat is well, pretty scary. Well, any critter that has the home team advantage is terrifying. It's one of the reasons why I don't stick my hand in a hamster ball. But now imagine that you are like the four people in Svengoolie's film. Three men and a woman crash land in a deep crater in Antarctica where they find a prehistoric world with dinosaurs. Oh, God. See Sean Smith, William Reynolds, and Jacques Mahoney when they find themselves behind a barrier of Antarctic ice and in a paradise of hidden terrors in 1957's The Land Unknown, only on MeTV. Mahoney! I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! Taking a look at the world from a geeky point of view. Remember R.I.P.D.? Released back in 2013, comic book adaptation starring Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges was a box office failure for Universal, but Universal, ready to go back to the rest in peace department nearly 10 years later. A mysterious new project called R.I.P.D. 2 Rise of the Damned, to everyone's surprise, has just made its presence known to the world. Remember it? I rather enjoyed it and I'm happy that there will be a sequel. Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds headlined the first supernatural action adventures, two cops dispatched by the Rest in Peace Department, the RIPD, to protect and serve the living from increasingly destructive spirits hiding among the unexpected people of the planet Earth. Looks like Men in Black meets Hellboy. Oh man, that would be cool. <laughs> I miss the Abbott Costello movies. You'd think that when they uncover a plot that could end life as we know it, the new partners have to turn grudging respect into top-notch teamwork to restore the cosmic balance or watch the tunnel of the afterlife begin sending angry souls the very wrong way. 
I think you're smelling what I'm selling, man. It's the classic story of two unlikely partners that fight each other as much as they fight crime. It's a proven format that represents nearly half of the awesome movies from the 1980s, as long as we can keep Jim Belushi very far away from it. There are any number of reasons why you might choose to play a particular video game. A recommendation from a friend, an ad on TV, or it's on sale and you're looking for something new to play. Or, you know, you might have been convinced to pick it up and play a copy of something by a stranger on Tinder who then ghosted you once the transaction was complete. Boy, if I had a nickel. Now, that's how at least 22 men got into Nier Automata. Twitter user Enya revealed that she would roam around on Tinder and get guys to buy Nier Automata. After they bought it, she'd then ghost them, leaving the proud new owners of a great game, wondering what it is they did wrong. She caught them in her Orinoco flow, because it really gets Enya. Enya, different Enya, not that one, clarified that she never offered anything up in return for them buying and trying what is presumably her favorite game. She would simply talk about it a lot with whoever she matched with, and Tinder being Tinder, most of those matches rushed to buy a copy of the game. It's almost kind of sweet. You know, it's like reading a book on feminism to get laid. Chicks dig that, man. Hey, maybe some of those 22 new automata owners were doing it for the right reasons. To give them something more to talk about with their new match only to find Enya had disappeared. Her mission had already been accomplished. As she highlights at the end of her viral tweet, high sales means more Taro games. Yoko Taro has actually learned of Enya's exploits, replying to news of the 22 additional Tinder-assisted sales with glory to mankind. Is it? Is it, though? Hopefully some of the 22 men who bought Nier Automata enjoyed the experience. After all, it could have been worse. She could have tricked them into playing Superman 64. Damn. You know, he loosened us up with his wine and his pot brands, but now Snoop Doggy Dog hits us with his own whole grain breakfast. Snoop turns serial killer with Snoop Loops, a boxed brekkie that's going to drop at grocery stores through the broadest foods business. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it's not something more snacky, you know? Think gluten-free Fruit Loops with more corn, more flavor, more marshmallows. Enthuses hip-hop entrepreneur Master P, who unveiled Snoop's new snack food via his socials, accompanied with a cut of Silla G Thing, founded by Calvin Brodus, a.k.a. Snoop Dogs. Brodus Foods already boasts a range of Mama Snoop's breakfast products, including cereal, oatmeal, grits, pancake mix, syrup, and supports charitable organizations, including Door of Hope. Man, everything this guy does is gold. But but there's no gold in the cereal. That... That wouldn't be good. Snoop is also cooking something up on sales charts around the globe with Benny Blanco's Bad Decisions, on which he features with BTS. Bad Decisions was released August 5th and is slated to debut on multiple August 20-dated charts following its first release of availability, and then everyone will kick back and enjoy a bowl of Snoop Loops. Uh, don't add milk, though. It suggested you try gin and juice. Snoop is someone who has learned how to diversify this is something that other rappers around him should look into. Just not Drake. He, he needs to stay away from children's cereal. From Rob Zombie's The Monsters, Herman and Lily sing, I Got You, Babe, for a new single. No, 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 no. no. Nope. Just no, no. no. Uh, not good. On to a good story. The whole Adams family has gathered with great woe, mind you, in a new teaser for Netflix's upcoming series Wednesday. It's described as a sleuthing, supernaturally infused mystery. 
Wednesday follows the death-obsessed teen, played by Jenny Ortega, who is enrolled at the peculiar Nevermore Academy. Now that sounds good, but it's also done by Tim Burton, and Henry Selleck is nowhere near this. The eight-episode series, which is set to premiere this fall, centers on Wednesday's attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships of the strange and diverse student body. Now, Rachel Hunter better have a role as a guidance counselor or something in this damn thing. Oh, adult. She was so good in Adult Wednesday, Adams. Catherine Zeta-Jones stars as Adams' family matriarch Morticia, while Luis Guzman will portray Gomez. The cast also includes Isaac Ordonez as Pugsley, Victor Dorabantu as Thing, well, part of him, I imagine, George Bercia as Lurch, and Game of Thrones alum Gwendolyn Christie as Larissa Weems, the principal of Nevermore Academy, who still has an axe to grind with former classmate Morticia. And, and look, haters out there, look, I'm not going to lie. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Louise Guzman look incredibly accurate to the original comics. Exactly. Additionally, Christina Ricci, who portrayed Wednesday in 1991's The Addams Family and its sequel, Addams Family Values, will return to the franchise in a yet-to-be-revealed role on the show. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Ricci as a grown-up version of Wednesday. And this is a spooky version of The Wonder Years. It's not even that much of a stretch. We already know that she can make and leave traps around the house to hurt people. That's a layered joke, folks. Look up who narrated the original Wonder Years and bask in my genius. A yet-to-be-revealed role in the show. You mean lady showering? Please. (laughs) I'm a bad person. Savage Avengers member Conan the Barbarian is officially dead. Wait, I thought Conan the Destroyer killed him. Previously in Savage Avengers, Thulsa Doom captured Conan, hoping to use his blood as part of a ritual to bring back Set, a powerful elder god. Issue 4 of the series by writer David Pesperos, artist Carlos Magno, Carlos Espen Gundagern, and letterer VCs Travis Lanham, Doom offers Conan the chance to save himself from suffering at the hands of Set by turning him into the elder god's servant. Conan refuses, and the Savage Avengers, along with the Sumerians, arrive to help the hero. In the end, though, Doom does successfully slit Conan's throat, officially reviving Set. To be a Sumerian warrior, you must have both cunning and balance, as well as speed and strength. While the comic solicitation information for Savage Adventures number 5 teases Conan's story as not quite being done, the current arc is likely the Barbarian's last for Marvel for the foreseeable future. He is Conan. Sumerian. He won't cry, so I cry for him. Now, in June, it was revealed that Titan Comics had gained the publishing rights to Conan the Barbarian from Marvel and would start publishing a new ongoing series in May of next year. As such, Conan's journey in the Marvel Universe seems to be over for the time being. But look, it's Marvel, and Disney owns them, and they're just going to buy that other comic book company and bring him back. So, Conan, dead? I kind of doubt that, because as we all know, only Bucky stays dead. I don't care that you bought that t-shirt at Brubaker. You still owe me a drink. GRD's license of the Creative Commons attribution not commercial, not a real works. Nice to see Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitter, and Twitter. I mean, that was like the standard in comics for so many decades. Mm. So many decades. Okay, whatever. Anyway, get off my lawn. It doesn't matter. Drop us a note and tell us what. Is Conan dead? Will Conan be coming back? Obviously, in the new comic, he will. But again, 
Am I right? Is Disney's going to buy it? Is Marvel going to own this again? Don't they own everything? Don't they get everything back? Oh, I think I think we have a clip. I yeah. I'll be back. Lovely. Drop it at the podcast at geekradiodaily.com or of course a voicemail text message. Use this. 510 What do you this think? This is not what is it's best six. in life. Well, I thought every part of it was good, but overall, I hated it. I feel exactly the opposite, but the same. What's his plan? His plan? Russians don't take a dump, son, without a plan. And senior captains don't start something this dangerous without having thought the matter through. What's he going to do? Sail into New York, pop the hatch, and say, here I am? It might be just that simple, yes. Well, things may appear that simple in a cubicle at CIA. But in the middle of the North Atlantic, with a million tons of Soviet warships bearing down on us, they get a bit more complex. Smoke. No, thank you. And I don't think your notion of a few days' inspection is going to wash either. In order to be of any value, you'd have to tear it apart. That'll urge you along to take a couple of months. We'd have to keep it. What are you going to do with the crew? Ones that don't defect are going to go back and say we got the boat. Or do you plan to eliminate them? We're not at war, sir. So the only way for this thing to work is for you to get them off the boat in such a way that they think we don't have it. They'll go back and report we don't have it to their bosses. Otherwise, this whole business is just academic, right? Yes, sir. I, I think I see your point. When's the last time you slept? A while. Chief outside will fix you up. Thank you, sir. You think he's crazy? Certifiable.